Hi, welcome to the Xbox World Strongcast. Hope you're all well out there. We've got a, uh, a bumper amount of people here today. Uh, we'll go round the table and say hello. I'm Tim, editor. And I'm Mike, you all know me. And I'm Matt, and you all know me as well. I'm Jem, and I'm production editor. I'm Johnny Strike, and I'm the crayons man. Johnny Strike. The only one we're missing is um, is Hoodie, who um, who hates speaking like in this kind of form. In fact, speaking, speaking full stop, really. Yeah. 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 Doesn't he hate everything? He, just he, hates he pretty everything. much hates everything. Not cider. Yeah. He loves loves a drop of cider. Does like cider? Yeah. He likes he likes cider, and he likes killing rats. He does. He's very good. Yeah. You, you and which is why I well. hate him. Like games where you shoot things and then the things fall over and you can shoot them again. Yeah. <laughs> just again. on just on the subject of rats, actually, uh, uh, Hoodie brought Hoodie's got a bit of a rat problem in his house, and it's a it's a source of conflict in the office between <laughs> between Matt and uh, and Hoodie because Matt is obviously something of a would, it, would rat lover be fair to say? No, Matt? I'd say that. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love and um, and so uh, Hoodie the other day brought uh, set up an elaborate trap in his in the. In, under the floorboards of his house and they brought in the photo evidence of it and even I must say even though I, I have no particular affinity with rats and in fact relentlessly take the piss out of um, a pellet for, uh, for, for for owning rats I must say that those those photographs were sickened me to my core how elaborate a trap are we talking are we like like a saw movie elaborate? no no we're not talking elaborate necessarily it's the, the way that a rats actually died died was... yeah the kind of result and the, the kind of position that it ended up <laughs> okay okay <laughs> I, that's enough info now right. I don't want to know anymore yeah. our, our, listeners, our, our listeners might though no I yeah. don't oh, they <laughs> might don't. yeah let's keep talking <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um we oh my phone's going. It's Alex Dale. He wants oh, to try Alex the conversation. Oh, he oh, wants to be sh- here. Dale. So um, this is actually we, we, we before we start. Let's just talk a little bit about this podcast because we are. Um, this is going to be the last of the podcast in its current guise. We're gonna. It's going to be back in a, a slightly different form um, in the very near future. But this is the the strong cast. I guess you could say is uh, this is going to be the, the the last version of it. It's going away, right? I mean, it's, it's going away for a bit yeah. um, for for various reasons, and 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 later on that line, hopefully, it should all become should, should all become clear. But. Um, but we're going to go out with a bang, which is why we've got everyone around the table. Uh, and we're going to kick things off by by perhaps going around the table and talking about what we've been playing. Um, who wants to kick it off? Johnny, do you want to kick it off? I went and maggle off and I found a midget who played the bongos. <laughs> there you go. That's what, that's what John's been playing. That's better than everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, John Strike. So John went to, uh, to Shagaluf. Um, I did. Late in the year as well, off seasons. Yeah, nice, off nice savings. Yeah, there's yeah there's some good savings out there. It was um, six euros for a free bar. Uh, 30, 30. Oh man, like what you could drink as much as you want. Really, yeah, six for euros for, for an hour for one hour. I went. I got to apologise yeah. to our listeners because I'm going to be coughing a bit. I've got a bit of a I got a dose of the consumption, I think. Um, but if you can just bear with me, I'm 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 here in spirit. So I went to um, Mallorca earlier this year for someone's wedding. They're actually far wealthier than me. The people who are getting married and they're uh, they're um, well, actually, they're as bankers. They're, pr- they're probably part of the, the reason why we're the way everyone in the country is, is broke right now. Mm. But anyway, they have they have money. I didn't, but they just so we were, they were at like a kind of out of town resort mm. where it cost twelve euros for a beer. Yep. I watched a guy open a bottle of Coca Cola. Yep. Pour it into a glass yep. and charge me eight euros for it. Wow. That was my experience in Mallorca. What was your experience my in Mallorca? My experience in Mallorca. So is, Ma- Magaluf, is that Mallorca? Oh, is yeah, it? it's the oh, island. I thought it was Ibiza. No, it's the island of Mallorca. Uh, Magaluf is a sort of 
area of it. Because Mallorca's quite nice in the sort of... Mallorca's uh, a nice place, but yeah. Magaluf is Mag- not a nice Magaluf place. Magaluf is like the bumhole Mag- of Mallorca. Yeah, Magaluf's like a war zone. It, it's the it? unwiped bumhole. It's, it's where you, you turn up. <laughs> I actually went there for a day, and you turn up. And I've actually, when I was a kid, I went to Magaluf, and I had a yeah. good old time. Yeah. It, was a nice, it was a nice time. But... As soon as you see that many places selling kebabs and fried chicken, kebabs, you yeah. know you we, know you're we, not we, in a good we, place. We, as our bus rolled in at about um, <laughs> eleven in the morning, there was good. a man already vomiting. He was just we just saw him. Two weeks ago for Lucy's birthday, we, were, we had a nice day out in Bristol. We wrapped it up with uh, the In Betweeners movie. Oh, and oh, I, I sat there and I, I watched. I, it. I was like, watched that in the cinema. <laughs> oh no, it was good, good time. I, I, sat there I, I just expect it will attract a certain kind of audience. There were like about eight people. People there, and <laughs> I think I was the only guy. Oh, yeah. oh really? Girls, girls. I found that was like John. Fact. That was John's. That was and then I, I sat there thinking, this is what John's doing this right now, <laughs> and he'll friggin' love it. Yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah much, absolutely. Pretty right. much. Oh, and yeah. I came back. I said, "Was it like the Inbetweeners movie?" And you were like, "Yeah, close." Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, lawless. Pretty much like the wild, like, like the wild west. There were, there were no police out there. I didn't see one policeman in the Magaluf area. Or it's anyway. all Brits as well, Magaluf, isn't it? Uh, Brits. Brits, yeah. Um, well, you were the Brits police, John, weren't you? The uh, FBI, yeah, I was the female I, body I, inspector, I, eh? I was, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was fantastic. I'd go back again. Cheap and cheerful. Lots of sun. Boobies on the beach, um, two for one on drinks. So, so I, I suppose really we should probably talk about games. That's why we're here. So you've been playing a bit of Battlefield. Yes, uh, I've been playing some Battlefield. What, what's, your, what's, your, what's your take on it? Uh, obviously, I'm playing it on PC. Um, yeah. uh, the beta's come out this week, so I've um, just been giving that a crack. Um, I'm going to have to upgrade because it's not running very well as I expected. I was kind of saying a little prayer, hoping it would, but it's not. Um, I think you said as much when you were on the podcast last yeah, time. Yeah, pretty much. It to. actually runs worse, the beta, I think, for some reason. But um, but yeah, I'm still looking forward to the full game. Um, I don't think the map, I know Mike's it played it. He chose the wrong map. The map, it? It, it's not a good map, is it? It's no, linear. Project Me- Operation Metro is a really, really duff map. I mean, yeah. there's no vehicles. It's not, it doesn't add a full complement of players over on PC. Yeah. Um, it looks like ball sacks on Xbox. It looks really bad. So do you, do you play it on an Xbox? Yeah, yeah. I play it on the Xbox side of things. It looks like proper ball bags. Um, it's it's an old demo. It's an old beta, and that's because you know it takes a month to go through certification at Microsoft. It doesn't take a month. It takes a couple of weeks. And the demo, the beta exists mainly to test their own infrastructure, their own backend, to make sure it's actually ticking along. Mm. But here's the thing: console betas are never. They're never real betas. They're always very, very polished versions of the game. They're designed as demos. The fact is, if this beta was designed to uh, change anything in the game, like the UMP, I think it's the UMP, mm. massively overpowered. Yeah. The, the Operation Metro map, if you're an attacker, you ain't winning. Yeah. It's that simple. If you're on the attacking side, you ain't winning. Yeah. Uh, every time. Yeah. I think I've seen uh, 10% of the games I've played as an attacker on that map, I've won. Yeah. Uh, and 90% I've played as, of, uh, you know, it's, it's not like. It's not like my presence on the attacking team makes mm. us lose. It's like when I'm defending, it's an easy win. It's because it's, it's so one-sided, isn't it? If yeah. they were wanting to balance stuff like that, they mm. would have had to run this demo a lot, a speeder, a lot earlier. I haven't yeah. played the demo yet, but I actually played this map at E3. For the record, attacking side one. Um, what, what's the problem with the the, <laughs> the beat at the moment? Where's the where's the bottleneck? What's everything what's about it's bad? Yeah, I mean, the, everything the about opening bit's too open, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. sort of. Um, it's just camp camp o'clock. I've yeah, it's camp sniper 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 o'clock. Yeah, 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 sniper o'clock. And you you'll get you just get dropped. It's like all of the things, all of the mechanics that work really well, like the yeah. suppression and stuff. 
there's little opportunity to use them. You don't get to get into vehicles, which of course is the, the battlefield the thing. Big, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? There's, you haven't got the, you've got the battlefield space you'd expect. This map feels like a Call of Duty map more than a battlefield map. And it's a, it's a decent piece of map design. It just needs rejigging. It needs fixing. Yeah. And again, that's not something that can happen off of the back of the beta because the game's going gold this week. You know, It's got to be ready to go. It's, yeah. it's got to hit shelves soon. It's also far, far buggier than you would ever expect a bit of code to be at this point in its life. Even six-week-old code. And someone said to me, you know, excuse me, <coughs> Mike, this is... a uh, it's old code, you don't have to worry about it. And I was like, yeah, it is old code, but when I played um, code at TGS quite recently at Tokyo Game Show, that game crashed That crashed on me twice. Hard crashes. And this is code, this, this is a game that's supposed to be out, you know, it was from that point six weeks from then. Mm. It, it's worrying. Mm. And, like, you know what? If anyone can do it, Dice can. They've got mm. all, the, even like, all the money in the world to turn this around, yeah. and they've got everything riding on this game. But I do expect we'll see a day one patch on PC, on Xbox, Negative. on PS3. Yeah. We'll see a day a massive, one patch. Yeah. And I think uh, that's the game that comes on the disc won't be as good as the game that gets fixed after the day one patch because the one thing Dice have been brilliant at yeah. is patching. Yeah. Like in a console, in PC space, you expect it, but in mm. a console space, console games get the shaft, man. Like Call of Duty, Halo, they haven't seen the updates they've needed in many cases. The new Halo Reach update looks great, mm. but generally speaking, console gamers they have to wait a long time for anything to get patched. And COD, COD Modern Warfare Two, man, when that released, used every every forum that Infinity Ward had. Mm had the big long list of complaints these things need fixing please fix it please fix it mm. and he never touched that stuff mm. but on the Battlefield forums when people when stuff gets registered again and again and again DICE address, address it, it yeah. yeah DICE are good for that and I think that they'll do the same with Battlefield um It'll never look as good as a PC version. No. It no. shouldn't look as rough as, it, as the Operation <laughs> Metro map looks but Do you think it's just the map or do you think it's do you think it's indicative? Do you imagine it's indicative of the whole game? Is it that kind of feel to it, or do you think it's just that they've chosen, literally chosen the wrong map? Like to, for I don't even like to say. I think because the, I think the map was a poor demo. I think the, of the game, but again, it wasn't supposed to be a demo. It was a beta. Mm. It's just that it's so late in the day. You expect when you when you hear a beta on console, you expect a demo because that's what console betas always are. They always you know beta in inverted commas. Mm. It yeah. always is. Mm. So because. Yeah, the only, the only reason I asked really is because uh, one of our colleagues, Andy Hartup, who does some writing for us on, on PSM, went and see went and saw Battlefield <coughs> the last couple of days. I, I, I'm assuming a much more polished and, yeah, and more finished version. Yeah, more a build from just the last couple of days, in fact. And, he, and, and I, I don't know what we can talk about it, really, but he did, he did say that it's actually really, really, really good. Real polished, yeah. real impressive, and much better maps, aside from Operation Metro. So I guess maybe... It just seems a strange... Like you say, it seems a strange decision to put a beta right there you know when so late in the day you know when it's when you can't, you can't take any input on board and the, the other intro you know what I think I think what we thought originally was they put this this beta out there and it was it got such a sort of lukewarm reception that that, that was perhaps the reason why we never ended up getting in front of oh, I mean, Battlefield got, in terms of the review this month because EA were keen well just weren't able to organise it and I guess you could read between the lines and say is that because there has been read a read any forum any major internet aggregator go to the Game FAQs forums go to Reddit go to the Battlefield forums on the, the Battlefield.com website everyone hates the beta mm. and that's got to be scary as hell for the guys at DICE and I think what they have to do as soon as that beta's over 
a week later, get a demo out. Mm. And they can consciously say, it, it, you know, uh, is a demo. This is actually, this is representative of the finished game. Because this demo, this beta rather, which of course, as I say, console gamers, they treat betas as demos. Why do they do that? Because publishers treat console mm. betas as demos. You know, it's not unrealistic expectations from the console market. This is what people expect. I mean, Gears came out early enough so it could legitimately be a beta, but for everything else, it's well, Gears beta was ridiculous. Gears beta was ridiculously polished. The Halo 3 beta was incredibly polished. The COD 4 beta, incredibly polished. Again and again and again, this has been true. When uh, they tested Assassin's Creed on PS3, polished, you know, really, really quality, high-quality code to put out. But this was genuine beta, dodgy code. You can crash the entire server consistently on the Xbox version. If you know what to do, you can do it every single time, crash mm. the entire game. Like, that's a replicable bug, like, which is which would never appear in any console beta demo. Mm. This is a beta beta, and it's damaged the reputation of the game they're about to release. I sort of wonder as well whether they might, they might live to regret kind of doing a lot of them initial marketing and sort of pushing of, of Battlefield using the PC you know, high-end PC footage because... Screenshots from the PC. Yeah, and, and, you know, that first, <clears throat> I don't know what it was, like, eight, seven, eight, nine-minute yeah, trailer, trailer yeah. was amazing. I think we all sat there and thought, wow. But we were all very conscious of the fact it was on PC. But maybe out in the in the wider community, you know, it's it's oh, you, you just kind of take that as... It's going to be yeah. PC shots on the back of the Xbox box. Yeah. When, when you pick up that Xbox disc, when you pick up that PS3 disc, it's going to have a load of shots from the PC version on the back. Because, I mean... I'm assuming it. I mean, it'll look amazing on PC once you get your, once you get the upgrade, new graphics card, new CPU, and everything. Yeah, yeah. But on Xbox, maybe by the sounds of it, not quite as. <laughs> well, the certainly the beta, beta, which we're basing everything off of, doesn't honestly does, doesn't that. doesn't screw, doesn't look as good as as some of the mo- the, be- the more exciting moments from Bad Company, mm. you know, and that's that's. Surprising, yeah, to say the least. The lighting effects they got are amazing. Mm. The um, the f- particle effects they got incredible. Um, what about the sound? Sounds oh, a lot the better sounds as well. Are just that's awesome. Yeah. That, that's the first awesome. thing I noticed when I played Bad Company too. The way uh, the sound bounces sound. around off the hard yeah, walls yeah. when you're because when you're in the metro, every bullet is so sharp. sharp. Yeah, yeah. And what about you, Jim? What have you been up to this month? Game-wise, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, actually, I'm, I'm playing a number of games at the moment. I'm just about to start launching into all sorts of games, which I've been trying to get round to for so long. I've got Red Dead sitting under my telly, just waiting to be started, which I, I've, I've seen probably about seven hours of it in action, but I've never actually just started my own game. So I'm looking forward to that. Arkham City, hopefully, is going to be probably before that even. Nobody wants to hear about me playing banjo kazooie. So <laughs> banjo kazooie. For the record, I you were you were going on about that in the office the other week, weren't you? Banjo. No, it was conquer. You were going on about. Oh, conquer. Yeah, yeah. Conquer. Oh, yeah, I'm a big old fan. But anyway, I just mentioned that in person. Now, the the game I'm right in the middle of at the moment, thanks to Matt, is uh, Rise of Nightmares on the Connect. Enjoying it? Which indeed, yes. I, it's it's tricky to talk about because the feeling that I get playing Rise of Nightmares and just sort of standing in the middle of a room going through a narrative where you know people are trying to kill you and you know like you say like you said in your review Matt you, you actually you can put your foot out and you're moving around you're, it's a first person adventure mm. and it's so rudimentary there's absolutely no way of denying that but it it just feels like the future 
in playing it. It really does. It just thinks like, hang on, isn't this kind of what we've been thinking gaming's going to be like for 10 years at least now? And this is really feeling like I, it. I really struggle to see how they would do 3D navigation mm. in Kinect with, uh, without like a, a nunchuck style add-on. Like yeah. Without an al- analog stick in your left hand, I, I couldn't see how, how it would be possible. But I mean... In Rise of Nightmares, the way you do it is, like Jem says, you put your right foot forward to move forward, right foot back to back pedal. And Fur- the further you put it so away you- from your body, you speed up. Right. And then to turn, you like you twist your body, yeah. shoulders left and right. So to move forward, you literally just put your foot in front of you and you move forward until you it, take the it, yeah, back. It's like yeah. you're skidding. It's like you're sort of skating Sliding. along. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Right. That's kind of the position you're in. Yeah. And the thing is... Obviously, like in fact, like any game, like a platformer or anything else, you're bumping into things like mad. And if 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 it was real life, then it would know, be somebody having a fit. I don't think you are when you when you uh, well, can you rewire. Were, you're really good at when games. you rewire your heads, like you get your your shoulder tilting right. Um, I find found it great because Rise of Nightmares also has like an auto walk, so you can hold up your right yeah. your right arm like a salute. Uh, and it will recognise that you're. No, I thought it was like you're holding onto a thing on the underground. Like, that's what oh it yeah, is. yeah, no, it I'm kind sure of is. That's what it actually supposed it to be. Is a, a fighter power slash underground yeah. uh, bar grabber move, and uh, and then it locks you into this uh, on rails um, path that takes you to where you need to go next. And honestly, I tested it. I, I used it once to make sure that it worked. I used it a second time just when I was a little bit. Um, well, when I came back to the game after a while and I forgot what I was supposed to be doing and it was an open area and I couldn't remember where I needed to go mm. so I just used it for that but apart from that I didn't use it because the navigation was absolutely fine it's, mm. I mean it sounds a bit cumbersome in your mind but when you do when you try it out and you give it five minutes you realise hey this works and it genuinely does the combat was a bit more iffy I don't think the combat was quite there I've only got a, like a, a like two and a half levels into it. Is there gunplay in it at any point? No, you you get... Um, yeah, I've, kind I've, of I've done it with iron like, bars and stuff like that. Yeah, no, knife. well, there's not, but but later on in the game, you you, you get a power. Um, it's this really nice moment, actually, where you go through this portal, you, you, you enter this weird tower. I should be and, going la-la-la uh, with my fingers in my ears. Well, you, you go through this portal podcast. and you then come into what's sort of like a shrine and you have to go to this altar and you have to... Uh, use the clues around you to uh, to to work out what pose you have to um, get in position for no, to no. like worship this god. If you do the wrong pose, you're dead. Like he kills you with a thunderbolt or whatever. Um, but if you do it right, then you have access to a glove, which then allows you to so essentially shoot yeah. like force balls at, at people. Um, so oh, that force balls. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a special glove. <laughs> I don't want to overtalk Rise of Nightmares because I think there is a rudimentary feel about it. To me, it kind of it makes me think of... definitely made on a cheap, right? Oh, totally. I mean, it's, it doesn't look amazing. It makes me think of like what, what TV is. It makes me think of like 1950s mm. TV with somebody in a dicky bow sort of sat there. At this mm. It's that kind of. But it's no. but it's like this is the future. This is all we can do now. But I mean, just it's, think what we can it's do. definitely ugly. But at the same time, I think the looks do have a. Uh, 
you know, a nice charm to them. It's like House of the Dead Overkill. Yeah, like exactly, that looks yeah, really that retro, but it's it's supposed to be it's like a really, grungy. It's and, a really weird story as well. If you just it, like, we want to do this kind of story, it just kind of, as you as you said in your review, it starts off with this kind of, it's sore, you're sort of yeah. stuck in this prison. And then suddenly you're on this train and, and then it all crashes. And I won't give any, this is just the very start, so I'm not giving too much away. And then suddenly zombies everywhere. And like, and suddenly you're telling me about this strange god thing. And I'm yeah, thinking, what the hell is this story? This big old so mansion it's a with a deranged guy in there. It's a real feeling for me of just just being in a film, yeah, which is kind of what you where you we're going. And, and I, I just think kind of, it's because a... I'm playing that. I, I've just finished playing mm. Gunstringer, and so we have got those two games together. And I think I, in my head, I'm just sort of mixing those two games together, imagining it with next gen graphics, and just thinking. Jesus Christ, this is the future. Well, to be I honest, think I think those games actually needed this gen graphics because mm. they don't quite have that. I think. Uh, I think the, the the whole problem with this though is that it's not it's not so much people's ideas for Kinect games. I don't think it's ever been the problem and how how to how to interact with this this new this new hardware. It's the Kinect itself. I think that it's just you know even the other day. I mean, we wheeled out old Kinect uh, Sports again for my little one, and it, it's completely spazzing out. Uh, 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 the most, you know, nothing. I mean, we're just playing bowling, and it's completely spazzing out because it can't can't tell the difference between me and her, you know. And the changing height is is is, is spazzing it out. And I, I just think that until those those fundamental problems are fixed, mm. it's very difficult, I think, to push forward with anything that's, you know. I, <coughs> I take it that the Rise of, I haven't played it. Rise of Nightmares works fine, you know, and that's problems, and that's yeah. that's good. And and you know, most of the time, most of the time, you know, the, 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 when we play Connect Sports, it's fine. But there is that, you know, there is that potential for it to go completely uh, utterly haywire if there's slightly too much I light in the room, if it's or not, you've got a fireplace behind yeah. you, or, or whatever. I you think know. if it's not one hundred percent, it's not right. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah very exactly. With my setup, basically at home, so I it, really exactly. And unless you're in like a a white room, like a padded cell. That's a bit like my front room. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it's... And, and I think it, that's why that's why big developers generally haven't committed to it yet. Well, you know, if they release a new Xbox, they can actually give Kinect its own brain, give it a second processor and inside mm-hmm. the machine if they wanted. And I think that's what yeah, the Kinect needs. It needs more brain power. Mm. If you remember Originally the, the early have. versions of Kinect, with, with they could send 64 different locations on your body. Final versions basically looking for like... Yeah, it, it can see thirty, but it's not looking for that many. Same problems with Forza, Mike. You were saying, you know, and yeah, well, so for Forza head tracking and stuff, which um, uh, I'm not even sure if we can talk about. <laughs> uh, well, we can probably talk about it because we saw it in preview. But preview we've, builds we, and yeah, stuff. we've we've seen it in previews and so on. So this is based on uh, based on preview code. Um, you know, it's fine as long as you can see your face clearly. But if you scratch your nose. Then it it's, goes mental. Yeah, because uh, all of a sudden you've obscured the face, and it'll it'll say, okay, we're now. I can only see half the face, therefore they must have turned their face, so the camera will go and look over somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, it didn't work any worse or any better than... Uh, well, actually, it works a little bit better. It definitely didn't work any worse than uh, Gran Turismo's equivalent mm. with the eye toy, which is if you tilt your head a little bit, the camera goes all the way to the left, 90 degrees. <laughs> yeah. All like the way to the right, 90 degrees. <laughs> well, the Kinect version of that is a lot better, but it's still not as good as like Track IR on PC. John, I know a thing or two about this. Admittedly, you've got to wear like, a ridiculous little dot on your head like yeah, a, little, yeah. uh, a little headband or uh, it's for it to track but you use that in like IL2 Stromovic in Arma 2 in a lot of racing games it works real yeah, good yeah and uh, and you know the, th- the thing is is that 
even even then with with that, I mean, it works fine. But I remember taking home that um, uh, Michael Jackson game home, and in order for it to to, I mean, to be fair, it didn't it didn't go mental at any point. But but in order for it to work, they basically filled in the gap. Ubisoft filled in the gaps for you. So if you didn't get the move exactly right, they're like, oh, that's vaguely it. That'll be all right. And you know that's fine in like a a dancing game, you know, but. Or, or a game of that type but if you're playing like precision warfare like the type you're talking about like mm. Battlefield or you're talking about Ghost Recon or something like that it needs to be inch perfect not even inch perfect pixel perfect <laughs> yeah. otherwise it doesn't otherwise it doesn't work yeah. you know of so course it'll be in Ghost Recon then. yeah that's right you know so. So. there's quite a bit of filling in in, in Gunstringer as well <coughs> not, not a huge amount but you could you know there is a sort of vagueness to your movements which then has to translate into something yeah. I will say this Connect voice control is awesome Yeah, that is brilliant um, yeah no that is the one have you tested that in Forza we can't talk about it but have you tested it I haven't yet no well you know what Forza's got a massive UI and I'm saying nothing now that Dan Greenwell hasn't said Forza's got a massive UI and um Hang on, hang on. Voice control. The Forza reviews come out. Yeah, I think I think we can talk about Forza. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All the Forza reviews have been. It's out next week anyway, so I think it's. We trust the listeners. Yeah, we trust the listeners. I was talking about it on Twitter last (laughs) night. So. uh. Yeah. So in uh, in Forza, the Forza UI is massive and. It just voice controls because it gives you a load of shortcuts through the. Uh, I saw that, yeah, on the you menu. You just yeah. say, you know, buy cars, go race, and yeah. it'll just jump you to it. And this is almost a preview of what we're going to get from the new Xbox dashboard. The new Xbox dashboard has voice control built into every part of the interface. You're not going to have to put up a separate connect blade. If you want to change pages, you just wave your hand up or you just call out what you want. You have to, like, page through a dozen different things. Voice control's big now, man. You know, what's the big new feature of iPhone 4S? Mm. It's voice control. Yeah. It's voice functions. And, you know, at first you think, well... <coughs> excuse me. You think, well, he's... I don't really want to talk to my machine. That's silly. It, it, it would make me feel ridiculous. But, you know, you use it and it suddenly makes things easier. Mm. And you do it a dozen times, it stops seeming quite so silly. I'm not saying you'll use it for everything. It's like, shit, most of the time when I navigate across the UI in Forza, I use A and B to do it and the D-pad. But when I know something is like 10 clicks away, yeah. well, then I call. I just yeah. say, Forza, go race. I say, Forza, community. And it, it just jumps straight to it. Uh, and that's going to be true on the dashboard as well. You could be... You the know, Bing search, the, hey, Xbox the Bing search. Thing. It's like, well, you want, you're like, well, you know what? I want to download Arkham Asylum. So, you just go Xbox Bing, and then you just tell it what you want to search for. No typing with the controller. No, no, that's no, that nonsense. When something's 25 button presses away, yeah. when you'd have to go up to like the games marketplace, go in, choose like, oh, what do you want? Full games. Yeah. <laughs> go A to Z, B. Yeah. Batman, scroll down to Batman. And we haven't seen it done yet, but if this works with the Xbox's Twitter functionality and stuff as well, that's super cool, mm. you know? You can just tweet from your Xbox, and Kinect's voice recognition is excellent. We'll mm. say that. If it can get pretty close, so just so you have to change a few words yourself, hey, that's, these, are, these are all cool things. And, and the thing with Forza is that, especially, <coughs> is that something can be 10 or 12 buttons away because it's so deep. It's, I mean, it's a massive I mean, I was game. playing it last night. I mean, that's what I'm playing at the moment. And... and, and just totally, just completely blown away it's by it. It's the best racing game. I just ever. think it's, it's one absolutely of the best amazing. Games ever made. It's, it's so complete. I was, I was sort so of, I, I was sort of saying to Mike in the office this morning. You know, it's it's, and I know this is true of the other Forzas, but I, I think it's even it, it's never been true in ours that it, it that Forza is, um, 
it's got surface level accessibility where you can go in. I mean, right down to the connect, you know, you can get your kid playing the, the with the invisible steering wheel and all that kind of stuff where you using using the connect functionality. But it's got surface level accessibility where you can just go in, you can race, and you're in there straight away. I mean, you're, you're pretty much. I mean, there's that. Ferrari race straight off the bat at the beginning of the game yeah. where you can just literally go in and just... And a new Bernie's Alps track, which is an amazing yeah. piece of track design. Uh, and yet, if you want to take it further, it is so deep. It's, in fact, borderline intimidating. Uh, you know, you can go so, so the, deep the into this game. The problem I have with it is, it's, like, it's so accessible, and you're like, wow, this is really easy, this is great. And then you're like, but I want more. So you go deeper, and you're like, but I want more. And you go deeper, and you keep, you keep going deeper like yeah. this. And it was, this was true for me with the um, yeah, Forza 3. I was always like a guy who mostly played racing games on automatic, but I wanted more. So I learned to use manual gears in the yeah. games and got, got used to shifting, going in and out of corners and so on. And I was like, you know what? But I want more. So I, started, I found myself reading up on what the different functions of, yeah. uh, of tuning does. How do, you, how do you tune for certain tracks? Oh, yeah, so I should adjust my gearing so I'm at the red line on my highest gear on the game's longest straight. Like that's that's the, on the on the track's longest straight. That's where it should be working, and and you start you start realizing like I I know a lot about cars now, you know, mm. and I know it because I've been doing it in this game. Yeah, it's like that's the depth. It just keeps giving it, is it amazing. to you if you want it. It is amazing. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> just tell us about your car. What are you driving? So what's your main car? I mean, in Ford, everyone has a big selection. Yeah. So at the, at the moment, I'm on to what's the one after Clubman? Um, the the sport, I think. sport. Yeah. So I'm onto that one. Uh, and I've been in Clubman. I picked up the um, Clubman level. I picked up the the Ford Thunderbird, and it was like two hundred brake horsepower or something. It was a decent little motor, but it was like something out of out of Greece. You know, it's got that sort of like nineteen fifties kind of styling to it. But it's probably nineteen seven, early nineteen seventies actually. The Thunderbird, but it has that sort of feel to it. And so I made it Big pink. Muscle car. I made it pink. Obviously, uh, yeah. uh, and then uh, I went in, and, and this was this was uh, last night. I was uh, struggling to sleep, so I went downstairs about half past one in the morning and started filling around with what you were just talking about, Mike. This kind of the depth of the menu system and and how to uh, tinker with your car and upgrade it and all that kind of stuff. And I took this Thunderbird because I'd really liked it, and I started improving it. And I put a new engine in it, and it took it from <coughs> two hundred brake horsepower, two hundred twelve, I think, it brake horsepower. Uh, to a 660 brake horsepower beast. American muscle. It is immense. And so I went into it, and it, of course it upgraded it from a D-class car immediately to an A-class car. And uh, and I went into went into a just a race against these Ferraris and you know top of the range kind of sports cars. And this Thunderbird absolutely dicked them all on the straights. I mean, it was it was like driving around a rocket. Co- around the corners, though. They're oh, on the inside. You yeah. were like a boat, right? Yeah, that's right. You have to take them nice and, uh, nice and wide. You know, actually, I tried it the first time without brake assist, and then I was just hopeless. So I put on brake assist second time. It was a bit easier. But, yeah. I, I mean, this is my kind of first, you know, first play of the game really last night but it was it was amazing and and the satisfaction you get from like tinkering with a car and really turning you it into a beast the, you notice the changes the yeah. little performance changes you like make? the tires and stuff you know we were talking <coughs> again about this this morning i was getting like you're saying it was like the titanic around corners so yeah. i just changed the tires and tweaked. just put a little bit more air in them, yeah you know, everything changes and it, and it really does completely changed the, just, the just feel put, this, put a spoiler on the back and all of a sudden you've got a little bit more force it it's, slows you it's down, amazing slows you down on the straights takes you around the corner better and you know the just the like the decal you know decals and all that sort of stuff I mean I just I, I tinkered with that and then I just felt myself getting so deep into the menus that I was I thought 
Yeah, you, you, know, you can intimidate yourself. You yeah. Can, you can make it too daunting for yourself. And I'll spoil the game for you. Yeah. Like, um, everyone will probably remember, I like Nissan. So mine is uh, the Nissan Fair Lady, which is the 350Z. Yes, nice car, that, that's, yeah. That's the one I drive in the game at, at like, the mid-level, and I drive a, a GTR at a high level. I, I got the Nissan last night, actually, yeah. Two o'clock in the morning. And it's just so nice because it will just drift. <laughs> yeah, it's so. beautiful. And the new tyre model, I know it's like, we, uh, we, we've gone to so many interviews with these Forza guys, and they've been like, oh, we've got to tell you about our tyre model. And you sit there, Every no- time. You sit there nodding time. and smiling and going, hmm, hmm. The, the Cody's guys as well are really big on tyre. They always talk about the tyres. They love tyres, man. And you sit there nodding and smiling and nodding and smiling. But guess what? In the final game, if they feel like cars. They do. Like, like for the for like, you know, Forza 3 felt like cars. Forza 4, now you just feel it on the track. Yeah. You know, it feels so, so credible. What was, so your, what was your first car straight off the bat? <coughs> When I che- uh, when the one I bought from the first group, yeah, Focus, I think. Yeah, I went for the uh, Volkswagen Fox. Honestly, it's like a boat. I mean, like you, you know, the Focus is always pretty good. They take they take it to really like I think it's around rallies, rallies and stuff. And stuff. Yeah, I should have done that, but I thought I'll go for German German efficiency, and yeah. uh, and it was just dreadful. But I tell you what was even worse was the uh, the um, M5. I think it's like the second or maybe third unlock. And you know those are those are good sports cars. It's a classic M5, isn't it? It's yeah, old, yeah, classic it's M5. An old it M was series. Absolute crap. I mean, could hardly I could hardly keep it on the road. I mean, it was all it was all over the shop. Yeah. So I was really disappointed. So I, I jacked that. I mean, it's in my garage, obviously, but I jacked that in and went to the Thunderbird and uh, never looked back. Yeah. So Matt, what have you been what have you been up to? I really can't say. I hate to. Hate to <laughs> oh, you, okay, you can't talk about Batman, but what, what else have you been playing? <laughs> no, it's a um, private life that you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. uh, I finished Fallout 3 last night, actually. Yeah? I, that's like 2008. That's ancient. It's nothing like keeping up to date, eh? <laughs> hey? No, I know. No, it was, it was all right. I think if, if I didn't have the DLC to continue it afterwards, I would have been disappointed with that ending. It's a weak, damp ending. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm not motivated to now return to that world and seek out loads of missions it's just it's a depressing place to be the wasteland isn't an exciting world it don't it's 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 a well put together world and i think bethesda done a grand job with it but as a gamer i i'm looking for reasons to go back into it and a little pocket of interest in you know an interesting town here and there with a few neat characters in isn't enough for me i didn't even make it out of the bunker i did get the game for christmas about two years ago i got to a point in which i was shooting massive cockroaches with an air rifle (laughs) and then i gave in the rad roaches yeah yeah in real life yeah exactly i thought i I did could do this in real life so fallout 3 made me do something i've not done in year, literally years, Uh-oh. Uh, and that is <laughs> that was run naked to the streets of Trowbridge. <laughs> it was brace yourselves to put a game on easy. Really, um, I was just fed up with walking around and then meeting a super mutant and having to like properly battle. Fights were so so long, and like game. you come up to a rad scorpion and it's like, oh, it's a two minute confrontation with a piddly little thing that's up to my shin. And it's like, I can't be done with this. You just this. empty the guns to it. You just empty so guns, much ammunition because they just soak up so many or, bullets. I mean, for those, like, if you swap to a baseball bat and start pounding, then you make better headway. But I've not invested any like, experience into that skill. So so I wasn't really feeling it. So I bumped it down. In fact, I bumped it down to very easy. And on that difficulty, it's... it's John, gonna, John's, John's actually... I know. He's, he's drawn his breath. I mean, everyone, so knows, everyone knows I always play games on hard. I always do. But with Fallout 3, I just... No. It's, it's absolutely no fun. 
I just wanted to get my head down, not just Steam 3, I wanted to do some side quests as well, but just like feel like I was making some forward progress because I, I wasn't on, on normal. Uh, and I was kind of eyeing up the end of year releases thinking, you know, I, I better get it off my plate fairly soonish, otherwise it's going to start mm. eating into Skyrim time and Dark Souls time. Um, so I think on, on very easy, Fallout 3's <laughs> been, been all right, but uh, not a patch on Oblivion for me, it really isn't, and it won't be on Skyrim. No, I can say that for a fact. But you know what? Uh, what I would to, uh, to do a very neat transition. The one thing that really turned me off of the world was just that world. You know, it's not a place I want to be. In direct contrast to Rage, which is actually quite a nice world, mm-hmm. quite a nice, sunshiny, pleasant place. That's but, post-apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a take. It's a it's a it's the post-apocalypse without you know the, the incredible bleakness. Yeah. Um, it's not a great game. It's it's not a great game it's certainly an enjoyable game i think i'm having a lot of fun with it it's resolutely old-fashioned yeah it's very very old-fashioned i think (coughs) we all (coughs) we all sort of knew it would be yeah i think yeah you know um i mean i don't see that as an issue you could pretty much tell it from the first trailer that (laughs) Um, that dropped that it was gonna i mean it's funny with yeah since we've been talking about it for months when was it 2008 when it first turned up we were saying like with this game's id classic yeah like no um, doubt right, right we, down to the like, red key for the red door and, and the bullet sponge monster, bosses monster yeah, the, the, yeah. the bullet sponge enemies I think should have died a death to be honest that's I mean, so I mean this is a this is as Mike says this is a conversation we were having two years ago yeah. on this podcast yeah. when, when that when that that footage you know came out and or maybe not and two like the, years the but a year and a half at least soak up bullets I, I'm not down with that but I do like stuff like the wing stick's really cool so it's essentially I'll tell you what the wing stick is cool because <laughs> you've got uh, one in the office yeah, and you actually got one. rubber wing stick <laughs> it's uh, Michael Matt took delivery of it and kindly gave it to me I'll tell you what it's, it's hugely Matt satisfying Matt took delivery of it and I told him not to give it to you <laughs> so, <laughs> so in defiance I put it on Tim's desk yeah because I knew it was going to be a pain ass because all, all you hear all day is Tim going click <laughs> closes it click it, open, it snaps open closes it again I just click. knew how happy it'd make him after it the Terminator it does make me happy thank um, you thank you so that's like having a melee attack with range so like if someone's running at you you just hurl a wing stick at them and take their head off it's a it's a nice mechanic so you're shooting with your right hand throwing that with the left um, I for me my, my the world's the first, rubbish the first worry I had was you wake up you go outside. My God, it's a beautiful game. Like, the skybox, it sounds like a weird thing to talk about, but the skybox in Rage is one of the best ever. Like, you look up, it's like, wow, they, they can be real clouds. Amazing. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're attacked at the, in, the, like, the first minute. The guy shoots the mutants that are attacking you with the sniper rifle. He's like, whoa, like, just saved you. It's really hostile. We've got a big trip back to my base. Hop in the buggy and we'll we'll go there. You know, this is going to be dangerous, but hopefully we can get through it. You drive out the canyon, which takes 10 seconds. You go around a corner, which takes 20 seconds. Like, this is my place. It's like, hang on, this was the big trek. <laughs> this was it. I went, Far Cry 2 begins with a big drive, and it's a 12-minute yeah, drive. I went around a freaking corner. I could have run that in two minutes. This that's was all of drive. the long drives in the game. That's and all of them. The world is tiny. Some guy will be like, we got a, we got a trek across the, so we got a trek across <laughs> the canyon. You're like, brilliant. I'll get the truck. He's like, yeah, no, no, brilliant. Let's go. And you're wrong. He's like, we're here. <laughs> I, I, I walk further through more hostile territory going from the train station to my house in Trophy. <laughs> like, it was nothing. So I was like, right, okay. But then when you go to like a location, it, 
you go inside and then it is just like classic id corridor shooting and you know what i think it is fun corridor shooting apart from like the the souped up enemies who are really powerful um and a couple of headshots that don't when you've got better weapons headshots are headshots but something with the pistol there have been a few that have been kind of like brushed aside i mean i mean i guess the thing is is you know it are going to do good corridor shooting yeah. but the, the the question really isn't whether they were going to do good corridor shooting is whether corridor shooting should really be around oh, in 2011. An awful shitty mini game you have to play every time you need to revive yourself. So he says, when every time you die, shouldn't be dying, Mike. Shouldn't be dying. Every time, take a page out of Matthew Every Mass, time but. you die, you got regenerating health, but you got to play a mini game to decide how much health mm. you get back. Yeah. Oh, it sucks. You, you do. You do have bandages. You can actually heal yourself to to avoid dying as yeah. well. But no one really, because that means like changing, because you've got on your D-pad, you've got like your um, items. So you've got wing yeah, stick you or grenades. dozens of weapons, but you can only use four at any given time. Um, so so got, where do you carry the other? You just, you've got them in your inventory, but you've got, you you've got to assign them. them to the thing. Oh, right, okay. I mean, I, I understand why they've done that, just in terms of a selection. <laughs> Um, well, you know, I they, could, they, could they could have just done a, done a Bioshock or, uh, or Deus Ex style freeze wheel where you hold the bumper, mm. it freezes the action, and you just select your weapon. That's, the, that's, the, the, that's the smart answer. Well, no, it, that is, that's the answer that developers use now, but back in back when they first started working yeah. on this game, when all their ideas came from, 2006 or whenever it was, that's, that was, would, it would have been an acceptable solution. Mm. That's the thing, a lot of their acceptable solutions are just old-fashioned at yeah. this point. They've got For, their tech is so futuristic, but their ideas are so old. They've got good, uh, good old-fashioned Easter eggs. Good strong Easter eggs. You yeah, can like, say that. Enter like the Quake World and Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein really? Yeah. yeah. Like not low-res textures. Not the games, just cool. like rooms essentially. But you have to like go through these areas, like hitting buttons everywhere and stuff to find them. Real, real nice fan service. And um, the racing's all right. You know, it's not, it's not terrible. I think a lot of people were worried <coughs> about it. Um, how, how much of the game fine. is it? Uh, if if you're not a fan of the race, because the races are like a separate component, uh, you only have to you only have to race twice right. um, to get things that you need to progress the story. There's a bit of driving between locations. Um, it's fine. It's not spectacular. In fact, it really isn't spectacular. But it's fine. Like you're not like, oh no, I've got to drive the somewhere. Thing is, else. All you've got to do is copy the Warthog, and it becomes spectacular. Mm. Like Bungie nailed the warthog perfectly and it's, it's so those sections are so good and so much fun like all they had to do was copy that exactly and it, everything would have been fine but they went kind of their own way their own handling model and their own ideas about the way a vehicle should feel and it's, it's not so yeah. good tell you what did copy uh, as an aside the warthog was oddly renegade ops the xbox live yes. arcade game that came out yes last you month. definitely feels like you're driving a warthog twin stick that. shooter uh, by avalanche the guys made just cause um, pretty, fun pretty good, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, had a real good game. time with it, and it feels, yeah, like Mike says, you're driving a warthog around this top-down world. Is it? I mean, it's right that they that that came out of them just zip, zipping into a top-down view in the just, cause, just cause, yeah, and then just about, yeah, just yeah. thought, oh, that looks good, so yeah. we'll make a game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. It's like a like Red Faction. We had a, an interview after Red Faction Armageddon came out, and we were going to do a. Um, a making of, but the time wasn't right, and some extra things came in the next issue, so there was and no space about for it. Four of our readers bought the game, yeah, so like no one would have known what we were talking about. It really but there's sold. in uh, Red Faction Armageddon, there are a few levels, um, which are just like Descent, which is obviously a game that um, Volition made years and years ago. Uh, and that, but they oddly enough, they didn't make it with the intention of 
oh, let's do Descent again. They only did it because there was one developer who was flying around the world, you know, just checking that the world worked with a camera, a slew cam, they call it. Um, and he thought, because it's the whole world's built on destruction, you can destroy anything and everything. He thought, well, this would be fun. Why don't I, I stick some missiles onto my cameras? I'm flying around just checking the world. So he's flying around, blowing stuff up. And he's like, actually, this is really good. Let's, let's make some levels based on it. So, you know, it's not... It's not an odd thing for a developer just to be tinkering around with tools and then some idea that they would never otherwise have had just jump up no. on them because when they're messing around, they, they find interesting things. Yeah. I mean, and increasingly lives, lives becoming <coughs> a, a place where people can take uh, these kind of side projects and, and yeah. I guess slightly weird ideas and 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 sometimes make make them work i mean lives honestly know, think like, about games like limbo and braid i mean yeah. i mean where else would they have lives one of my worked? favorite things this gen honestly like there are so many good things introduced this generation back spots live arcade is absolutely fantastic if you think about yeah it changed I, everything I, I would be frightened to compile a top 100 list on live because i think it would be packed with like games that are all so good that you'll have overspill. You mm. really will. There are that many high quality games on live, from like things like Catan way back and Lost Cities, which you can't even buy now to you know classics that have been brought back from the death, like the Doom Smash and TV. Radiant Silver Gun and stuff, and yeah, Smash TV. You know, early years, Trials HD, Resi Four. It comes from <laughs> gaming generally. Yeah. It's where gaming crisis, is now. It's when crisis comes to consoles. Yeah, I mean, when is that out? That's is that out now. now. You're playing it this morning, Mike. Yeah, what, morning. What's your What's your take on it? Ported by Crytek UK, you know, yeah. pretty radical. Yeah. <coughs> so, look, obviously it don't look like the PC version. It's not, it doesn't have the same degree of uh, of graphical fidelity and the AI isn't, doesn't behave in the same way as the PC version. But it's Crisis running on a console. What more, what more do you want, you know? Mm. It's a, a, the most high-end PC game from 2007 that people who own PCs even now, some of them struggle to run Crisis on yeah. its highest settings, you know? And it's running on a console from 2005, mm. and it looks really nice, and it plays well. It plays just as well as it used to. In fact, for my money, it actually plays better with the new with the Crisis 2 controls. Yeah. And this isn't about mouse and keyboard versus, um, versus, versus joypad. It's not that. It's just that on the uh, original PC version, you had to hotkey between your suit modes, mm. Which meant you say you wanted to do a uh, a big jump over a canyon, so you got to put it into like maximum speed, run towards the canyon. You're running, you're running. Quick, switch to maximum strength. You switch to maximum strength. You're starting to lose your speed. You got to quickly hit spacebar, jump, to, and you're like, uh, well, you know, it's a lot to do to do a really simple action. Mm. Well, in Crisis Now, they've just bought it on the um, the the Crisis Two controls, mm. so every, all of my suit modes are active all the time. You just use your bumper switch between stealth and armor. Mm. If you're running and you're in speed mode, if you hit, if you hold jump, you do a, a, a strength jump. If you hold the melee button, you do a strength attack. It it works. It works really well. The dream is that they'll actually port that into the PC version as well, so those guys can enjoy it too. But you know, in the meantime, you've got a, a version of Crisis which plays really, really nice on 360 and, and looks great. Quid. And you know what? It's a little glitchy. You can tell I didn't put it on a disc because the port is definitely kind of a okay. It's almost it's it's kind of done. Let's, let's ship it. A kind of port. Right, okay. You do get textures uh, fl flickering. You do get lighting errors here and there. Um, on one section, a, a dark section, I was getting a weird laser kind of thing. that kept on appearing across my vision. Uh, because it's a rough and ready port. It's, it's a real rough and ready port. It's a rough and ready port for a rough and ready price. Mm. For 15 quid, 
you get like a really strong eight hour of a, eight hours worth of campaign. You know, mm. great. Yeah, yeah. Like it's let's face it. It's not like if you're sitting there. It's like if anyway, if you play Crisis already, then you've played it on PC and you're not going to worry about it. But for everyone else, this is a brand new game. Yeah, yeah. it's a brand new game for fifteen quid and yeah. a really good one, which is running better on your Xbox than it would on a, on a shite PC. So mm. better than Crisis Two. I think it's a better game than Crisis Two for sure. Mm. You play Crisis, John? Yeah, I played the first Far Cry, um, so I thought well, I've got to got to get Crisis because obviously the next one before Far Cry Two <coughs> came out. Um, I quite enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the sort of like maximum strength, maximum armor, and just being able to go go stealthy. Um, I can't really remember an awful lot about it. I mean, I remember I enjoyed it. I remember. Particularly, I think I've spent a lot more time playing Far Cry 2 than Crisis, simply yeah, because Far Cry 2 is a better game. Far Cry 2 is a better game, I think, um, just because you can sort of go around do whatever you want. Um, you know, if you as long as it, if if it had the gun jamming taken out of it, I'd say I'd still be playing Far Cry 2 now. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I never even tried Crisis you're 2 quite to be a honest. Big fan of Far Cry 2, aren't you? Like, the, like yeah, 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 I enjoyed yeah, it. John and I talked about Far Cry 2 a lot. It's one yeah. of those games. It's got so we've talked about it on the podcast before. So many problems. Big laundry list mm. of oh, problems. Yeah. And hey, you know what? Ubisoft have that laundry list. They know what the thing. They know the things that we've put yeah. on that list before because yeah. it's the things everyone else put on the list. Mm. And they're fixing it for Far Cry 3. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the hope. I mean, next year, you know, next year looks pretty strong. So, I mean, we've got a, a very strong. Christmas coming yeah, we've still up. Still got games like obviously Call of Duty coming up, Skyrim, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Halo yeah. Anniversary, Batman, yeah, Batman, yeah, uh, and then that's not even considering over on the other consoles. You know, you've got Uncharted, you've got uh, Zelda. Oh, we've got Metal Gear Collection coming out. If you got a, if you got a 3DS, you Mario got Mario Kart. You got a Mario Kart. You've got um, a new 3D Mario World. Yeah, crazy. But yeah, next year, I mean, Bioshock. Halo 4 at the end of the year. Ghost Recon, Tomb Raider. Hitman, Tomb Raider, yeah. It's pretty, pretty, pretty strong year. Mass Effect? Mass yeah, Effect. Mass Effect comes out early Mass doors. One of the biggest. You know, it's... it's, it's uh, I mean, it's, it's... Next year, they're still producing games. I mean, we're assuming all those games are going to be top quality. I mean, we've got no reason to believe not. So, it's, you know, people are still creating such high-quality games, and yet... Never have we been in. Ain't going nowhere yeah, next year, man. You know, ain't it's going nowhere next year. And yet, we look around sometimes. And we think, you know, how desperately you know developers are saying it, and we've said it in the office. You know, we th- how desperately we could do with the next Xbox. But I agree totally. I mean, I think our, I think our, we've always said for from probably a year now that next Xbox end of 2013, and I really see any reason to to stray from that. To be honest, I mean. No, I think E3, ne- E3 next year will be by, the announcement. By a number of different people, you know. And then, but even then, he's still got these great games, you know. I mean, I can't wait for, I can't wait for Hitman. You know, next year it's going to be, it's going to be great. So uh, that's the, that's the, that's we put the Royals to right today. Uh, and we hope you've enjoyed listening. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed having uh, our two special guest stars here as well. <laughs> Hello. It's the last Goodbye. strong cast. Like I say, it's the last strong cast for a while, um, but it will be back in, uh, in in a different form. You'll definitely hear uh, us in, on in the, the near, in the near future, and uh, and and it's going to be bigger and hopefully better than ever. But um, but until we're back, thanks so much for listening and tuning in every week for to the strong cast. It's been uh, a pleasure doing it. We always love doing it, and we love your feedback as well. Keep that coming in on our Facebook via Twitter and and via email, and uh, and we'll try to uh, respond as much as we can. But and until next time, see you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. 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 Take care, everyone.